Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is uh, Wednesday, the 24th of July, 2019. I'm Mike Ares, the moderator of the show with uh, Jacob Myers, the crew beat writer for uh, Ohio's greatest home newspaper, and of course, Kyle Robertson, photographer extraordinaire, soccer contributor, yep. just an all-around guy. Welcome back, though. Thank you. Yeah, how was vacation? We're, we're not going to talk. <laughs> we're, we're here. We got a lot of ground to cover, guys, because... You missed a lot. From what I hear, well, and you guys botched everything, so we'll have to get back on the beam here, and we're ready to go, and we're going to start with... You think they're done, Jacob, with the window here? I actually don't think they're done. And it goes to the... 4th or the 7th of August? 7th of August. So if they add anyone, the second I don't Second international know. transfer window to which I refer, and they've done a lot. We're going to get into that in a second, but you don't think they're finished yet? No, I think there are still positions they're looking for. If they pull the trigger on any of those, I think they could be done, but they're very, very active and they're willing to make moves still. I think if you were to say a team is done, then they're comfortable with where they're at. Yeah, buying they're, and selling? They're never just buying. Give, give us your, what are the odds they do something else? I would say I'm seven. 70% confident that they make other moves. Wow. Well, if, were they buy or they were, were they sell? Because they they're have always to sell the first. Players. So their roster right now, once Eunice Mokhtar is added, they're going to be at 20 senior roster players, and those are guys that are over the league minimum. Right. So they would have to move a guy to open a spot for another guy. And then it goes to another move where, you know, people are not going to have their contracts renewed in the offseason. So as of right now, they would have to move someone to add someone. Well, it started before the window even opened with some free agent signings. A trade, right? Romario Williams, July 1st. Romario Williams acquired from Atlanta United for $100,000 in uh, GAM. And he is a 24-year-old forward, a Jamaican national, and kind of an odd man out in Atlanta. Next day, he's running concurrently, uh, Luis Diaz, 22-year-old winger from Costa Rica. 20-year-old winger. 20 and he's a fringe Costa Rican national as well. They paid a million dollars to his club team, although he was, was he out of contract? He was not out of contract, no. So they paid a million, yeah, that wouldn't, why, why would they pay? So they paid a million dollars, young they, DP. and they signed yeah. him as a young DP. Correct, and that could be, they're paying the transfer fee more up front, kind of with the Milton Valenzuela. Both of those guys could maybe potentially not be designated players next year. And he signed a two and a half year contract, and there's two option years on top of it, so it could run through 2023. Yeah, they're very high on him. They think he we'll, uh, we'll talk can about really that Sure. July 5th, the goalkeeper. Uh, and there have been some rumors, and there it was, Eloy Room. Eloy. You just wrote about him. <laughs> I can spell it. Um, <laughs> he's a 30-year-old keeper. He came from the Dutch League, first division, 159 starts for uh, PSV Eindhoven. Well, he he, he had, a, what, three plays, three starts, three games with them, but his entire career he made over 150-some starts. Yeah, 159 starts in the Dutch first division yeah, that's is what I meant to yeah. say. Not necessarily with PSV. That, that was uh, his last stop in the Dutch league. July 11th, a lot of action. Out, Patrick Mullins, 27, the forward to Toronto FC for a 2019 international slot, 50,000 in TAM. And forward Jordan Hamilton, presumably someone 
that Tim Bezbachenko is very familiar with. 23-year-old forward, as I said, potentially his artist backup. How does he fit in the mix? Yeah, I'll have a story on that in coming days. I talked to him yesterday. Just kind of more depth at the forward position. All Caleb Porter has said is they're not going to shy away from getting players who, who have shown they can score, and he has a season or a career high in goals this season so far. They also got... And the right refusal, right? First right of <laughs> refusal, which we probably spent yeah. 15 minutes on last episode on that. Well, I won't cover that yeah. round. <laughs> Out Rubino to uh, Orlando City for 50K in TAM in 2019. Potentially, if he hits some performance marks, another 50K in TAM in 2020. Eight days later, on the 19th of July, out Joe Bendick traded to the Philadelphia Union for a 2019 second-round super draft pick. Is there a draft under the super draft? Like no. the not-so-super draft or the regular draft? Or like a Rule 5? Citizen draft? Supplemental? There is a supplemental. Is there? Yeah. And again, there's some uh, performance stipulations in that deal another possible 50k in gam if joe bendick hits some certain marks with the philadelphia union and in that day uh eunice mokhtar signed as a free agent is his visa stuff done it's in the process right now he's not yet with the club he's a 27 year old wing who's played in the dutch league in norway in the netherlands well that would be the dutch league yep. wouldn't it? turkey and saudi arabia and that was on the 19th and then Still coming on the, just earlier this week on Tuesday, the crew signed Chris Cadden, 22 year old midfielder from Scotland, defender as well. Yes, he will be primarily a right back, is how I have seen it with the crew. Immediately loaned to Oxford United in England's third division. He'll be here next year in Columbus in 2020. And he played right back against Fulham in an exhibition last night, too. And we'll get into how the crew has... Uh, well, Wasn't there one other trade? Was there some TAM for game or game for TAM or something? There were or, a couple of yeah. those. I'm not I, doing those right, right now. Right. I can't remember them off the top yeah. of my head. It was a tweet. That's all it was worthy of. And the quote from Bezbachenko in part on the press release, quote, a postseason push this year remains a critical priority for this club, and we will continue to use this transfer window to fortify our team and deliver results. Well, they finally delivered results, and we'll get to that in a second. But, Kyle, I'll throw it to you. I know the fans were very excited, especially with the room deal and the Diaz deal. Give me your take on this flurry of uh, additions and subtractions. Yeah, I think the everyone wanted a, a, a new goalie after Zach left, and I think it was finding the right one, and he had a pretty solid gold cup and held, I think, the U.S. Was it one goal, I think, in the gold cup when they played him? I believe that's yeah. correct. And so, you know, I think that he's a solid addition. He's a free transfer, and, you know, they didn't have to waste, you know, some time or game or whatever to acquire him. And I think from the first game, I, you know, he made a great save on that free kick, and I think he's an upgrade, and I think he's, he's going to be pretty solid. And then as for Diaz, I mean, you saw him right away contribute in the Chicago game. The assist to Williams on the on the goal from the right side was a heck of a cross. He's come off the bench so, twice yeah. now, and and you've noticed him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially that first game, his the yeah. quality of crosses have been pretty solid. It could be improved, yeah. but I think it's an improvement of what they had. And he's able to create them by right. just playing the ball basically to himself and running right. past a defender. He saw the speed too. I mean, we already put yeah. Kyle on the wing though, at some point. <laughs> no, he's a striker. Yeah, yeah, but still, that's what I'm saying. And Cadden, who knows? Yeah. There's a little video out there, but again, he's just 22. Eunice Mokhtar, what do we? Is another yeah. wing. What do we know about him? Yeah, I think so. I'll kind of line up the depth at winger that they have right now. 
now. And worth mentioning, Pedro Santos is at the end of a contract after this year, so that's still up in the air. But as of right now, think of it this way, David Akam's leaving as well. Right. But So Santos and David Akam say they're the two wings. David Akam can run in behind on the left. Santos is a pocket guy on the right. Well, he's been moving more towards the middle a lot, though, too. Right, he, yeah. he plays yeah. in those areas. Yeah. And then if it's Mokhtar and Diaz, Mokhtar is on the left, right-footed guy, who's more of a pocket guy. Diaz now on the right stretches the line. So you have profiles that are opposite on other wings. That's exactly the type of system depth that Caleb Porter's looking for. Uh, Mokhtar, he's 27. He's done it in a bunch of leagues. I think if you have that much European experience, you can transition pretty well to MLS. And to get a guy, another guy out of contract, not having to pay a transfer fee, seems like a good move right. for the club. All right. And I guess we'll get to it as we run through what's what's happened in the last week. But just for a recap, out Rubino. Mullins, Bendick, in, Romario Williams, Diaz, Room, Hamilton, Mokhtar, and, in parentheses, Cadden. Kyle's counting on his yeah. fingers. Did you get it? Did yeah. we get them all, Kyle? I think. I mean, yeah. compare it this to yeah. past windows, just how busy this club has been. Yeah, I mean, what, what you way, I, mean I don't think I've seen them as busy as this as I've ever... I mean, I think this is the busiest day. I mean, I, I'm sure you could probably... They had to be. Yeah, they had. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't think they've been this poorly performing, you know, since the what was it? Oh six. Oh six. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you knew changes were coming. Obviously, things weren't working out with the players that were on the squad, and management in the front office decided to make some moves, and boom, you got a brand new team, pretty much. And the biggest player they've moved all year is Justin Miram, too, who a guy who you could argue is past his prime. So it's not these huge pieces that kind of come out of nowhere that they move, right. I think. But he's actually playing. I mean, I've seen him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's fitting playing, in well there. Yeah, playing some minutes. Well, for what they've been through, I mean, uh, they started four one and one, and then uh, then they went. 113 and 1. And in that span, 10 goals for 27 against minus 17 in 15 games. Yeah, we talked about the last show like the 08 and 2 right. at the, at the end of that was probably the worst stretch. Right. Well, they they were games in, in they weren't, team history. They weren't giving up tons of goals, but they just weren't scoring. So, I mean, they were losing one nothing, two nothing, two one. I think the highest the highest goal goals against was three, right? And it, I don't think they've scored three goals all year either. One so, game against one the game. Galaxy. Yeah. Well, ten goals for twenty seven yeah. against over fifteen games. They were losing. Yeah. That won't get it done. Yeah. Two to less than one. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying it's not like they're getting blown out. I mean, it wasn't like seven nothing, four, you know, one, four zero. They were scoring half as many goals well, I, as their yeah. opponent. To that's it, that's yeah. problematic, right. Kyle. But Porter has, has said, you know, throughout the last couple, I mean, through the stretch, the defense, is, you know, they're playing pretty well. It's just they're not scoring, you know, they're using their scoring chances to score. I mean, that's, you know, I think he's, I mean, I think he saw after the game how relieved he was of some of the videos that, it, you know, and some of the, you know, the tweets, you know, if you saw, the, you know, we walked over to the Nordic section, you know, he looked relief. <laughs> like he, you know, boom, we finally got the monkey off our back. Like, here we go. So they're on a two-game point streak, a tie at uh, Chicago, and a victory Saturday here in Columbus at Moffray Stadium, 2-1 to one over the Montreal Impact, and thus the 10-game winless streak came to an end in, well, as of Wednesday and then really as of Saturday, which I think was their first weekend victory since April and their it's first victory since March. Correct. So it was wow. something like April 70, 72 days, 72 or 73 days between victories. And, you know, if you think of Noah's Ark, that'll give you some perspective. So there's somewhere between 40 days and 40 nights and Moses is 40 years in the desert. It was uh, 
It was long, man. It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. You think things are looking more chipper? I'll throw this to you, Jacob. What's the mood around the team? And I don't want to hear about Porter. I want to hear about the players. Sure. Absolutely. I think they've long said they remain confident, and that definitely was the case after the game. But I think I was still a little struck by the kind of realization and I mean, just reality of the matter. They're like, yeah, this is great. We feel like this is a turning point, but man, we are so far behind. We, we have dug yeah, ourselves we'll, such a hole. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So oh. I just think, yeah, it's a break. It's well, ex- maybe a turning point, and they need to. You need to see it over more games. Well, That's ex- basically, it. we'll accentuate the positives, Kyle. Uh, at least two games worth of them. Josh Williams, there he was. Yeah, you know, uh, Louis Argudo has been terrific. Yep. There's David Akam. He's answered in all yep. points bulletin and first goal with the crew and the last play. Yeah. yeah. Pedro Santos is doing yeoman's work out of position. You got to tip your hat to him. But I guess, uh, I don't know, Argudo and Diaz spring immediately to my mind when you talk about guys that are making a demonstrable difference after the 72 or three days in the desert. Yeah, and I'll have a story tomorrow on Luis Argudo. He's definitely emerged significantly. But you mentioned Josh Williams gets hurt in the game as well, and that they could be out with another outside back. What's his injury? Hamstring. He went out with a hamstring. Uh, And then Alex Cornelli came in and actually played pretty well, and he hadn't been doing that lately. Aboub Karkata has played well center back as well, yeah. but yeah, they had a couple in- injuries again in the game, and they're going to maybe get a few people back with David Guzman and, and uh, Jonathan Mensa. How's Waylon Francis? He played his 100th regular season. He got he hurt, came out in the first half. Right. I can't remember. Caleb Porter said he took a knock. He didn't say specifically what it was, but it seemed like some type of leg injury. But as far as his availability for this weekend at New York, unsure about that right now. Well, what's ahead of him? And I wrote a column before I, I took some time off, and the column said that they have dug themselves too big a hole, that their chances of making the playoffs are virtually nil. Virtually nil. Not completely, but, uh, you know, if they play out of their minds... They play like they haven't played all year. I mean, they almost have to win out. That's a little bit of an overstatement because some other things matter. But the fact of the matter is you have Montreal with 23 games played in sixth place with 30 points. You have the Revolution, believe it or not, with uh, in seventh place, 22 games played. So they have a game in hand on the crew, and they have 30 points. Below the line, you have Toronto, 22 games played. They have a game in hand. They have 29 points. Orlando is in ninth place. And as much as we like to, Orlando's kind of been a whipping boy through their own struggles. They have an even goal differential, and the crew is, um, is, is minus 13 even after the last two games. So they have 26 points in a game in hand. Chicago, through 23 games, has 23 points. And then the crew in next to last place with 23 games played, 21 points, and a minus 13 differential. They've scored the fewest goals in the league, tied with Cincinnati. They have the one of fourth fewest points in the league with 21. Only um, only Colorado and Vancouver in the West have fewer, 20 apiece, and Cincinnati has 17. And uh, the third worst differential, minus 13. Vancouver is minus 18, and of course the Cincinnati's are, are minus 30, which is something there. And they have, jeez, uh, oh, the second, third third most losses and so when you look up the point here is those are all numbers but when you look up you see Chicago with two more points Orlando with five more points in a game in hand Toronto with eight more points in a game in hand seventh place New England with nine more points and and a game in hand and that is a hole and I would say that if they can surmount it it would be incredible 
I think just put it this way, they have four home games left, seven on the road. If they win all four home games... Yeah, we haven't even gotten into yeah. the schedule. Yeah. Exactly. And and they average a point. Say they tie every road game. That only gets them to 40 points, and that's not going to get you in, even this year. So why go to games now, Jacob? Kyle. Hell is real. There's that. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be fun. I mean, there's that... Uh... Yeah. I think they're going to have an exciting yeah. brand of soccer the rest of the year. You c- certainly saw it in the last couple games the way they responded in the second half to get a goal they haven't done that all season now they do it two straight games late goal in chicago yeah yeah Yeah. and i mean if you know somehow they spring off to get into the playoffs they're going to i think you will absolutely look back at that as the moment that things turned so and porter said something about the team they had a real hard chat before the orlando game and you know we talked they lost 1-0 there and what's a real hard chat i think like what you would consider a team like a yeah a vancouver (laughs) blue jackets nice i don't know if there was a steak dinner involved but a vancouver-esque chat so it was a festivus yeah, if you want to call it that. What were the coaches there? <laughs> Don't know who all was there. It sounded like it was in the team locker room. I, I have not got any further details than what is said publicly about it. All right, and the schedule, what's coming up here? So this Saturday, they got at New York Red Bulls, then at San Jose, home against Cincinnati, home against Toronto, and then that's what is the final 3-8 and eight stretch here. They finally kind of have a stretch of four Saturday games with regular rest. But they got Toronto at New York. City and then at Cincinnati, home no, against Chicago. That Sunday. wraps up August. Cincinnati games is Sunday. Kyle, how are their advanced metrics? Not good. Jacob, how's the XG? XG is. All right, what do yeah. we have for questions, Kyle? You threw the uh, tweet out. What do we got out there? Let's put them in the old colander here and see what you're in order to start. I guess we could start off where we left off the last couple of weeks. If the 2019 cruise season was a movie, what would it be? Did you think about this one at all? <laughs> a little bit. I was kind of running through my IMDb yeah. account to, to see which one it is. What did you come up with? Oh, I'll go with my. You know, well, the season's not fully done yet, so we can't really, you know, maybe determine what it is. You can't touch the question. Yeah. I'm not dodging it. I was thinking it really just kind of cerebrally in my head about, I was going to say Wolf of Wall Street, how things started great, and then boom, boom, just their own (laughs) demise. But I don't know if it's really been their own fault to a degree with all the injuries and whatnot. They still, yeah, they still have to wins and whatnot, but, you know. All right, Kyle. I think the Wolf of Wall Street's a pretty good one. Really? A lot better than what I would have come up with. What would you have gone up with? I don't know. I couldn't think of anything good. I don't know, I was thinking of, like, Poseidon Adventure, some Irwin Allen thing, or maybe Titanic for the kids. For the kids? That that movie was hardly (laughs) made when I was, (laughs) after I was born. Oh, 97. Right. No, that's a little strong there. I mean, I, I'd have to think about it. I'll tell you what. I'll come up with something for next okay. week. It's All probably right. a cartoon. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I could see that. Maybe yeah. like Beavis and Butthead do America or something. That's before yeah. your time, too. I'll have to think yeah. about it. I'm not committing right now. <laughs> All right. Is Elroy Room an awesome guy who's generally happy to be in Columbus? El- El- is no, it El- wait. El- Elroy? Aloy. Or Aloy? Okay. So we had Eloy, yeah. Elroy. Yeah. Elroy? It's a- Aloy. A- Aloy. Who, who called him Elroy? I he just him. did. I call <laughs> Beavis over here. All right. Room is an awesome guy who's generally happy to be in Columbus uh, because he seems like an awesome guy who's generally happy to be in Columbus. Is this true? Yeah, I think he's he's, he, he's fine with being... He's signed here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know he chose to really sign how to answer that other than he's he has said he's happy to be on the team, I guess. All right. Does the Crew 96 leadership have any comment on the Governor's Expo 2050 Commission? Are they confident that Moffray's plans can get approved and or are they working on a backup plan? 
I think it's it's all fluid. I'd like to maybe we'll get Bill Bush on here who uh read through the whole of proposal regarding the uh the city's fifty million dollars. But in any case, this DeWine task force does play into this and there seems to be some serious thought about if and how they might repurpose the fairgrounds itself. There's an idea even, and this is way out there, but the extreme example would be, do you move the Ohio State Fair off the fairgrounds and out of the city? I mean, that now that's way out there. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it would fit no bets. You know, again, I'm not, <laughs> I think this task force is going to look at all that stuff. And I think that my feeling is that whatever happens to the fairgrounds, that it seems pretty clear now if not done and i mean it's not done that the cruise new training facility and community park is going to be part of however that's redeveloped but that's early on this this thing's fluid that could change jacob's really young he'll live to see it change i think has anyone asked what are we going to do if so many midfielders and wingers in our system next year also where's the best place to get chicken parm sandwich downtown well, I'd have to think about that one. I never any chicken parm's a good one, right? Wherever yeah. I mean, we should ask Peyton Manning. He's a he's a nationwide guy. Maybe he's been around Columbus. As far as wingers, we kind of touched on that how that kind of looks, and I don't think they are done adding pieces. If they find one that can fit in and is better than what they had, they're going to keep adding to any position for that matter. You know, I grew up in an Italian kitchen, and I make chicken parm. I've been making chicken parm for. 30-something years, maybe longer. It tastes so good. So I don't go out and buy chicken parm sandwiches because they don't measure up. So Kyle or Jacob, you're going to have to figure that one out. I think I've had a chicken parm at Lexi's. Any ideas on the Bubacar loan? Does Colorado have an option to buy and trying to gauge the odds of him wearing a crew jersey again? According to the press release when they sent out the loan it did not say that it said he'd be back at the beginning of next year and then when they did loan him out i asked tim bezbachenko if they expect him back and his answer was absolutely so if that's changed i don't know but that's where it was then and how i would presume it is still right now i got nothing on that all right i'm gonna butcher this team but the team that might sign gaston sorrow now or his contract is up. Do you have any or any idea about the fee he would command? What was that the Toluca yeah, rumors? Yeah. What I had heard is the club has not been contacted by Toluca, and I put that out there on a few different platforms. But if maybe that's circling more in media circles in Mexico, whatnot. But the club, as far as I knew, hadn't been contacted, and I believe he's out of contract at the end of the year. So if they can get a transfer fee for right. him, sure. I mean, he's a you can replace a center back that hasn't played a ton in three years. I got nothing on that. All right. I think that it, you know, it depends on how much, you know, they would buy him. I mean, I think you have him on a relatively good team-friendly deal after being hurt. So and I think he's performed pretty well. I mean, he's not going to be a guy that's going to play, you know, all the games, but I think he can play at least half or especially this season when you've had so many injuries where you could rotate him in and out. And I think he likes it here in Columbus. So I think it all depends on how much money they get for him, is my opinion. From my perspective, if you're a team trying to buy a player and you know a player's out of contract, I wouldn't be buying a transfer fee if you think he might become available at the end of the year. All right. And then is Obets overplaying their hand? What are the other options for the crew in terms of practice facilities? Well, they have Montfrey where they trained yesterday. As far as if they're overplaying the hand, I I think I'll defer to the columnist over here. That was an interesting story. Again, that was Bill Bush. We should get him on next week. Yeah, we should. Because he had that city proposal 
whatever it was, he had that sucker broken down, highlighted, and he had some, some very pointed questions for the city developer and hassled people when I sat in on that meeting. And it was, we should have him on. Let's see if we can get him. As far as the open, and so maybe take whatever I say with a grain of salt, but is Obets overplaying their hand? I guess time will tell if they think they have the crew in a pickle, they can overplay their hand, you know, and they might. It's a possibility. Not saying it's going to happen, but this thing all went down so fast. They were announcing things last year after the team was saved that were ideas. And when they even even when they handed out sort of renderings of what the community park slash new training facility could look like on the current Montfrey site at the fairgrounds, they just that was almost an exercise in um, in hopefulness because none of that stuff was done and it's right. still not all done. I mean, has the nationwide piece sold for the new stadium yet? I don't I don't think that's done yet. And so there was a lot of things that were just uh, keep keep the process moving forward that were not planned out because time had not allowed for it to be such. So it's a lot of complicated stuff. Obets, I don't know what are they going to do with it. They have an empty stadium too, where the lacrosse team used to play. I think they have some like football games and some other things throughout the year. Well, and the whole thing with the Ohio Machine, yeah. they needed a new owner, and then the president was it of the organization took a job in the front office of the Blue Jackets. Mm. So I don't see that team coming back anytime soon. All right, next question is: Is the number ten spot for the twenty twenty on the roster now, or will he be signed this summer or uh, whenever? That's a good question. I would say not on I don't know when they'll sign him but I don't think they're 10, no. the number 10's on the roster. I would right be now. very surprised if they make Pedro Santos the number 10 and Sosa is way too inexperienced to take on a starting job I think they're encouraged by what they've seen of Eduardo Sosa lately to may, maybe make him a backup but absolutely I would say absolutely not the number 10 is not on the roster right now and they could they could absolutely add in the winter yep I agree all right, and then speaking about uh, Santos, how long does Santos have with the crew? Seen a lot of guys that we've added who could play wing also. Yeah, there's a lot of depth there now. I mean, he and Mokhtar are very similar. Mokhtar is right-footed, Santos is left, and they play on different sides. But you think of if it is a 4-3-3 or 4-2-4-2-3-1 is what they've been playing. Just think of like who you might have to leave out of the depth chart. It would be either, you know, Right now, it would be either Luis Diaz or Mokhtar or Santos. Like, you have to leave one of those guys out of the starting lineup, which is good for depth, but there's absolutely a competition there now. And I think he's proven enough this year to maybe give him another season and re-sign him. I think you look at the parcel of of the wingers as, as assets, and they play it out, and they'll figure out, the coach will figure out who he likes on the wings. The depth is always good, but if it comes down to it, uh, that's an asset that can be moved, whoever's the odd man out. And then you said they're not done yet with the the transfer. Somebody wants to know if the crew does bring in anyone, what areas would they still want to strengthen? I really think every position is on the table except maybe like striker and goalie. That's not to say that maybe they don't add a big-time top striker in the future. Right now in this window, I would say just about any position but those. And winger, they might be okay right now, but I don't think they would pass up on talent. I mean, look at the that defense. That sounds like a good read. Yeah. Look at the defense, how how many injuries and stuff they've had. So you look at the depth at center back right now, especially with the loan of Abubakar, maybe that's a position. The Will Trap situation is fluid. I haven't I haven't heard anything on that front, but you know he's a guy who's been rumored for a few years for Europe now. So who knows? There are a lot of cards to be played still. I think he needs to go. 
get a, get a transfer fee for yeah. him, go invest yeah. in another player. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I, well, I think I think he I'm, needs to challenge himself if if I he wants to make a, if he wants to make a run on the U.S. national team. I mean, I look at it from Will Trapp's point of view yeah. as well. I agree. And the last I heard, and this is dated, but they they hadn't been approached about Will Trapp. Yeah. So I think for the sake of his right. career, it would be good for him to make a to make right. a jump and prove himself in a in a, in a high, at a higher level. Well, I think right now would be a time for him to make the jump now because you know he could always come back. We're, I mean, the crew they're not leaving, so he can go and, and test himself for the next you know World Cup cycle. And if it fails or if it doesn't work out, he can always come back. I mean, I not would think, to this team, he would yeah. have to be in the allocation ranking, and well, anyone could get him. No, well, can't you still hold on to his right now? Or if it's a transfer, transfer fee, fee now. No. Hmm. And he's got a kid well, on the can, way now too. Well, you can play. So there's that. Yeah, you can well. play it many different ways. If you sign back with a MLS, I don't. I don't know. I, I just think if he wants to make a run, and I think he's he's on that borderline of that U.S. national team. And if he wants to be brought in for the cycle and continually to play and not sit the bench, I think he needs to test himself, you know, at a higher level and see and see what he get and see, you know. And I think I don't know what Greg's theory is on on everyone, but I think he wants all all the guys on the U.S. national team to be playing, you know, the best they can and against the best, right? Plus, you look at that position all on right. the national team, and yeah, you know, how old is it's Michael Bradley. But, I mean, you still got... That, I mean, that would got, be the slot, right? I mean, yeah, but you, wanna, you got... If you want to look at the... I mean, there's talk that Adams could play there, that who's younger yeah. and was playing over there. So, I mean, there's quality depth coming at a younger age that yeah. are that are playing overseas. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I just like the young man, and I yeah. think it's time no, for him is. to... Uh, Don't forget about rumors at beginning of the season that a certain former player of Porter's who plays for Atlanta, Darlington Nagme, was rumored to want to go here. So, maybe that's a fluid situation. Yep. Too. All right, and then the thoughts on the last two signees, Mokhtar and and Caden. Cadden. Cadden. Yes, I, I yeah, made, sorry. made yeah. sure to ask about his, it. It's Cadden. El- Elroy right. Cadden. <laughs> <laughs> what so was the question? Just, uh, people want to know. I mean, they're they're asking about their positions and their thoughts on it. I mean. I mean, we've talked a little Thinking bit about Thinking outside it. back. He was... Yeah. He, yeah. More outside back than a winger, especially right. look at the profiles of the people that they, they added and some of the ages of their outside backs. Like right. Harrison Offal has a birthday today. He's 33. Yeah. Um, does he have years left on his contract or is he... Unknown. unknown? I don't know about that. Because then you'd be throwing out a 22-year-old on one side and a 21-year-old. I'm not saying he old. starts, right, but right. it's depth. And he's right. played at that position and he, with he, Oxford he, in the game. Right. So He's got the wheels, it looks like. you know. And then a couple more here. Outstanding. Uh, what, a lot yeah. of questions, Kyle. <laughs> We've got like 20-some questions. What is the locker room vibe towards Porter now? Has it changed at all? I mean, publicly, yeah. no. I haven't sensed anything in general either. Those things are really tough to gauge, especially, you know, I'm, I'm not making an excuse for myself right. in any way, but first year on the beat, I, that, I yeah. just don't get that stuff right now. All right. If the win over the impact was a food, what food would it be? Who sent that question <laughs> in, man? We've been <laughs> we, getting that yeah. in the last couple yeah. Well, it had to be something like sweet and savory, right? Something maybe you hadn't had in a but while. Both goals Wait, were there's both, sweet and then right. there's savory. You can't have both. Oh man, Kyle, just you know, something. I, I don't know. I think something unexpected because both goals were kind of bizarre. You know, the Williams on the weird kind of header where the goalie kind of came out, and then the other goal where he looked like he was offsides and ran in front of him and then jumped back. Well, and then I think it's it's their starved for points. <laughs> And they got yeah. four points. Well, if you're starved, wouldn't yeah. you take anything? I think that's the food they had yeah. right there. It was roadkill, I guess. No, that's a little hard. Yeah. You know, it, their stomach's not rumbling anymore. I think it's maybe popcorn with some uh, M&Ms in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> some hot popcorn. All right, next question. <laughs> Move on with that. Yeah, All right, and then what do these new players tell you about the next season's roster? 
that they're going to be making a lot of moves. Yeah. I think it is really that's a good question. I think that's really that simple. This team is going to look a lot different come March next season. And then you have Milton Valenzuela back too, which I think you're still going to see him being a huge part of this team moving forward and that may be a number 10 as well. So yeah, I just think this roster the starting lineup is starting to look more like it will in March, but there's still a lot of moving right. pieces. I agree. With you. I, I think, though, that the 10 is, is looming, and that's kind of the fun thing as you look forward if you're a crew fan, is that there is the scouting apparatus is now in place for the most part. That was job one when Bezbachenko took over. And I think right now they're looking for the next, you know, Scalotto or people, you know. But do you think they bring them in the start of next year or are they waiting no, more think, so towards I think the stadium? Soon, I think as soon as you find your guy okay. and you can get him, you get him. I mean, that's right. It's just a question of when they find him. Yeah, I think, right. but I think that is the and if they can get him at the right price, I think that that's a top top of the list now. And 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 yeah, and I think that's a guy they're going to spend some money on, like some legitimate, some big. A big transfer some, fee if it ta- if it, if they have to some real money real monies uh-huh. yeah and so you know that's one of the thing I said earlier why go to games of course this is a team that's evolving in front of your eyes if you're, if you're a crew yeah. fan or a soccer fan it's also its style is is evolving all that is is worthwhile they, they're actually look more competitive now all of a sudden or at least you don't sit there and go like when it when a goal is scored oh they're going to lose and aside from that this is that time of year when it's it's great to go to crew games Kyle you're you're out there in the down on the field you know the whole atmosphere the tailgating all those wonderful people even the jerks are pretty cool you know out there at, i won't say which tailgate no <laughs> no no it's a great time why go to games like to me as are they mega jerks who loves <laughs> sort of i don't know what why do you say that <laughs> certain tailgate no 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 that's, those are good people no, but I'm the just atmosphere trying to get you in trouble. Yeah. The atmosphere is great, and and this this is a team that's yeah. being rebuilt in front of your eyes, and and uh, to be up to be on board to to see it live now is it makes everything more gratifying if they turn it around in a big way next year or the year after. Yeah, I think you got like you said, you the team, you know, I think what five or six new starters since the beginning of the year. You know, you got a young a young guy in the back who's a homegrown. You know, I I know that it's not the most you're not going to go out and watch it. You know, the sole reason to go, but then all these new players. So I think there's kind of a, this new kind of hope. I think for fans to kind of, and I think maybe with these new guys, they can kind of create the kind of soccer that Caleb wants to play and have a good goal scorer on top. Who, if he gets the chances that we've seen, that he can put it in the back of the net. Who's exciting? on this team to you, Jacob? Who do you like to watch That's play a soccer? Question. I mean, I think of the players on the current roster right now, there's been so many ups and downs, it's hard to really pin one of them. I've really liked to watch David Akam the last yeah. few weeks. I think his progression, you know, he had the injury when he was playing really well since he came over. Pedro certainly played well, and he's always a pretty good quote and pretty... Uh, Who's exciting to watch? I don't have... I'm not trying to dodge the question. I don't have a good answer for yeah, you, really. I thought, I Through one game, that. maybe Aloy Room. There you go. Well, there it is. Who, what about you? You got to answer it now, too. I like Diaz to watch. He's played know? like 40 like, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Asked and answered. I mean, he's he's brought in life up front. He's come off the bench and charged up. Yeah, right. How many guys? I, I think you should be many, excited uh, about Zardes now that he has these new wingers that I think you'll see him 
He's missed some wide open right. yeah, chances. Yeah, yeah. Just put yeah. another one over the yeah, but two. Oh, jeez. I mean, what else do you got? I mean, and I'm not, I'm not cracking on him though. But yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's see how this works out. I would be saying him if he finished a couple of those. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we should end on this. Just a, I'll, I'll well, decide when we end. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you <laughs> might want to go on a rant for this. When Josh Wolf was announced as Austin oh, FC's yeah. head coach yesterday, Anthony Precourt was asked oh. about the level investment in Austin compared to Columbus, and he said, "Quote: We're going to take this." club to the next level and have a lot more resources to put a good product on the field the next level from what that's a it's yeah. kind of a weak quote i'm not even gonna talk about it. a lot of people were pointed like, that as like, like he admitted i like watching trap he's a cerebral player and he's so calm he's got that brian carroll sort of quality to him. that's it we're starting to pre-court's gone and good luck to him that's it we're not gonna <laughs> talk about that patrick flirty i gotta ask you before we sign off the shield was 10 minutes late <laughs> what's the level of fine for that no fine no fine? That's uh, very kind. Fine. I think fine. he needs to bring coffee. I think uh, you need to go to VAR yeah, on that. Coffee, I guess, yeah. yeah. Coffee. Bring coffee next time. I'm going to have to start Peaches. setting the fines. All right, we're done here. Thanks for joining us. Soccer Speakeasy for at Photo and at uh, Jacob underscore Myers underscore 25. I'm at Michael A. Race 1. But we are people. Uh, we work for Ohio's greatest home newspaper. And uh, Jacob's doing a, a good job feeding the beast here. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, Patrick, kick us out of here. And we got to talk about fines. <laughs>